Get ready to get your questions answered by financial advisors. Learn how to put more money back in your pockets regardless of where you're starting your financial journey with your host, Hannah Mitria. I'm so excited for this episode of the Virtual U.S. Financial Advisor podcast and super excited to have Christine Tay on, who is a financial coach, an IRS enrolled agent, and a certified money coach. And she's going to be talking to us today about how to stop living paycheck to paycheck and then move into investments and the things that we are all excited about. So, But Christine, please introduce yourself and let us know how you kind of got started in financial coaching. Yeah, so I started my business in September 2016, part time, I was in the corporate world, I've always been in corporate world my whole life, you know, you're, you're just one of those days or people were in like, you start feeling like you're not satisfied at the work. And I realized that corporate world is not for me. And I didn't feel like I was making a difference. So I have a life coach at that time, who was trying to help me what I want to do next. And then so we kind of figure out I'm really good with money, I love money. So I started doing it on the side just for friends. And then like, I started publishing my website and people started finding me. That's how I got started. I was doing it nice and weekends. And then I really love it. I love the difference I was making. And then I slowly build it up because then I always tell my clients for those who wants to start a side hustle, don't quit your full-time job. They are your investor. Then you just take your time to build out so that way you don't have the pressure of making money. So then I, I build it up for maybe um, two years and I finally quit my job May 2019. So it's been three years since I've been a full-time business owner and I love it and I will never go back. Awesome. So you said you were, you know, working with your own life coach and decided, you know, money was a way for me and helping other people. So what has that journey been like helping other people to really create that financial freedom and stuff like that? Yeah. So I always tell my clients, you know, everything's a relationship. You have to have a good relationship with money, but everyone needs a budget. I feel for at least the average people, not like the rich, super rich people who have someone else to manage, but for most average people, we need a budget. So then the budgeting is not just for a data entry purposes. People think it's a data entry. It's not meant to be restrictive. It's meant for you to take charge and take ownership of your money. So you're actually the one telling money where, where to go. And then also throughout that discovery and, and the processing, we start to learn new things about like what are their issues around money you know some people they just hate looking at money so we slowly work on that one and then I slowly uncover what are their issues and then we also go through their history around money how they were raised around money what's their mindset like how were their parents like because it all boils down to like how they were raised what how did they form the relationship and mindset around money Mm-hmm. Like so interesting how we all form, like you talked about how people don't like seeing money. Mm-hmm. And I am a person that like, it's not seeing it visually, but like when there's more money in my bank account, I'm less likely to spend it. When there's mm-hmm. less money, I'm more likely to spend it because <laughs> I'm like, well, there's not much, just spend it, I guess. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. But like, as you see it gross, I think that's really neat. And then, you know, who is your ideal client? Like who's that specialty? You mentioned like the average person, not necessarily the rich. So who are the people that you work the most with? So um, I don't have a niche. I know some people say, oh yeah, business owners, they like, oh, you gotta have a niche. No, I help anyone who actually can use my help. So then there's an intake form they have to go through. So my my clients range from people who, who are living paycheck to paycheck or who do have money, but they don't know where to put the money or they don't know how to manage the money. They don't know where it should go, what, how investments work to people who actually um, 
don't live paycheck to paycheck. They have the money. They they are good, but then they don't have a structure with their finances. They don't know what the next steps is. They don't know how taxes work because I'm a tax professional too. So tax education and tax planning is included in my financial coaching services. So I make sure they understand their tax returns. So a lot of tax professionals, when they do your taxes, they just do it, finish it, and then and file it, right? So I go at a deeper level. I, I work through them how the tax system work, the bracket, like the different tax to get the most advantages and then teach them how to be efficient with tax, what they can do. And then I also go over their paycheck. Most people don't look at their paycheck. So I ask for a paycheck and make sure we read through it and how that's connected to your tax return and how you can adjust that. So no, I love that you are a tax certified person as well with the IRS and helping people with that, because I hear so much about how a lot of financial advisors don't ever touch the taxes and never look at that side of it, a tax return. But that has so much impact in where our money goes is how much we're paying in taxes. And so bringing those two things together, I love that. And we really are going to be talking a lot about the paycheck to paycheck too, because a lot of people, you know, get stuck in that rat race of living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I mentioned early financial freedom and I know we hear it all the time. So if you were to define what is financial freedom to us or for a person, what does that look like? So everyone is different, but generally the common theme I've seen for me and and clients, their answer is that where they don't have to work for money is they're working or making money because they want to, not because they have to, or they have enough passive income generating investments, like, you know, maybe rental properties, or they're very good at structuring their investments that is paying them out passive income. So really, I think a lot of people want to have that freedom not to have to work, but they're wanting to work. Like for me, like, you know, I feel I'm, I already have financial freedom because then I'm doing this work because I want to do it, not because I have to do it. So, so because my business have grown, like, um, you know, I've been having a lot more clients, but I don't need to have all the clients because the way I like to live my life, is really about how, what lifestyle you want to live. Like, you know, how you want your schedule to look like where you want to go. So then you have the financial structure to support the kind of lifestyle you want to live. No, I love that. I think of my husband who absolutely loves his job but also dreams of being like a just a stay at home dad. And I'm like, I wonder what his financial really looks like. <laughs> so it was really interesting. Because so, the combination yeah. of both, like you can totally make it a combination of both, you know, because like for me, like I got to have a balance between not having too many calls a week mm-hmm. to having too little calls. So the balance is that I have enough calls, but then at the same time, I also have a lot of hobbies. So I have that balance between doing the hobbies, running errands or, or other things I'm passionate about. Let's say that I'm also helping, but because if I have too many calls in a day, that's also very draining because sometimes that's one of my challenge right now because my business has grown. So it has becoming a lot. So I'm trying to restructure it so that way I can still help, you know, the people that I want to help, but at the same time, I still have my freedom on the side. So it's always a balancing act. Like with any relationship, it's always a balance, you know, mm-hmm. our relationship with ourselves, our, your relationship with your significant other, our relationship with our friends, there's always have to be a healthy balance, like what feels right for you. Yeah, no, I love that. I love even hearing that it is a balance. It's not about giving up one life for the other life, because exactly. I think a lot of people think that like, oh, if I have financial freedom, I don't ever have to work again. <laughs> but it's not yeah. really true. So yeah. the next thing is, so you're a financial coach. And so what is a financial coach? Like we hear financial advisors, we hear planners, but what's a financial coach? Explain that for us. So the biggest thing, difference between a financial coach and advisor is that um, I don't manage people's money. 
I don't care how much you make. And then like, we do deal with your day to day, how you manage your money and then your relationship with money. Like why, like we go to a deeper level to your emotions around money. Financial advisors tend to be more on the practical side or be a, a planner or like they manage your money. They also about like, okay, this, let's go over this, blah, blah, what you need, how much you need for future. But we don't, they don't really go through all the emotions as much as me. So, so I'm almost like a, you know, that's why I did the certified money coaching is that because then it's almost like a counseling piece. Like we go over that, like, why, why do you have these challenges around my, why do you always uh, live paycheck to paycheck or overspend? And sometimes like, um, what drives that because behavior. So we really go into the deeper level and actually understanding why they do what they do. And I, I hear so much about, you know, in the financial advisors, even when they talk to clients, they talk about how really it is so much more about psychology and helping a person through that. So I love that you're a financial coach. And I think that takes the pressure off somebody of, you know, worrying that are, are they just selling me insurance because they're making commission off of it? Yeah. Like all those different things. So I want to share about, so I actually have a few insurance salespeople as clients. Okay. Almost all of them, I'm not saying everyone, a lot of them are salespeople, marketing people. Because this insurance company, I'm talking about life insurance, annuities, all those things. The insurance company is, is a billion-dollar industry. They're very, they have a lot of money. So they train these people to do how to sell and how to market. They're not financial people. Most of the time when they try to sell you things, they don't really fully understand your entire picture. So I actually have one client. He was a former insurance salesperson and he was paying $2,000 a month for all kinds of various insurance because he, you know, he, he drank the Kool-Aid. He got sold into that thinking that, oh my God, I need all this insurance. Mm-hmm. But to our work together after he hired me, I mean, turns out he doesn't really understand that. That's pretty much a common theme with a lot of insurance people because like I asked him, why do you need this? Why do you need this? Blah, blah, blah. Like he's not even sure. And then like he just wasted a lot of money and he was already going paycheck to paycheck because it was $2,000 going to various insurance products. So because I never told him to cancel it, but we just, I just asked a lot of detailed question. Why do you need this? What's the coverage, the beneficiary, blah, blah. And then like he made his realization that like, yeah, I was wasting all my money on that one, $2,000 a month when I don't really need it. So as soon as he cut that off, he got some money back for some of them. Now he's a positive cash flow. He's doing so well now. So how I'm the way I work with my clients is that for the ones who need help with more money counseling stuff, I require them to get the eight session package. So sometimes they get the earlier and sometimes later. So some of like for him, like he, he was committed to doing his work. He's committed to doing the budgeting. So four sessions, we were good. He cut out, he canceled all the insurance. So, so after that, it's usually sometimes I cut it to like half hour sessions after that. So it really depends because that way they will extend the check-in period because the struggle with some of my clients, like sometimes they're doing really well. And then because if you've been, running this behavior for so long there might be a time you might go back so when it kind of go back if they're tempted then at least that there's more enough time to actually uncover any new triggers that comes up yeah no i think that's that's awesome just being able to work with them because it is a psychology anything we do like we lose weight we gain it back (laughs) we save money we spend it again and so having that constant person that is your little Jiminy Cricket for money of, you know, helping you just get through and stop living paycheck to paycheck. So let's kind of jump over to that side of it. So what is the process? Like if a new client comes in, like what are some things that they need to be doing to really start moving towards getting out of that rat race? So first step, I always help them build a budget. 
Okay, so they're going to start tracking every single thing. Okay, so I use Excel, Google Sheet. There's no fancy software I need to use. Like everyone has Google Sheet or Excel. So they're going to be tracking every single thing. Okay, the biggest hurdle is really to get my client to regularly do that. So that is usually my biggest challenge. But the ones who are coming committed, they're ready. So there's no hurdle there. They're already doing it. So once they start doing it, and then they're like, oh, my God, I'm spending so much on this. Like most of the time, people think they spend less than how, how much they spend. That's always usually the case. Once they start tracking, they're like, oh, shoot. Then they just inadvertently just becoming more aware of it. And they just stop spending so much money they're just more conscious of it because i tell them this budget isn't meant to be restrictive because this budget is meant for you to actually be the owner or actually the boss of money because you're telling money where to go you're setting the budget you're like okay this is how much i think reasonable to spend for food like a thousand dollars versus like two thousand dollars which is going to uber eats every day like we don't even know why we're doing uber eats every day so then then we kind of like i ask them why do you do uber eats like why do you not have the time so i help them with also time management be more efficient like like how can you cook more like which one's healthier do you want to do that but at the same time i don't want it to feel that it's restrictive as well so how how many times a week do you feel is reasonable to eat out or reasonable to do over eggs or to, to actually cook so we figure that out together depending on the personal choice I instantly thinking of my Amazon <laughs> account and my husband going, did we get another package? Like, I don't know. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes that unconscious thing where you're just buying stuff, not thinking about it. And, you know, especially when Amazon has their own credit cards and things like that, it becomes really easy to just not notice it's leaving without putting that budget together. And so I love that you're having them really track every single thing. I know it sounds so tedious, but I've done it before and it completely changed what we did too. Yeah. So, so like, for example, the Amazon thing that you're talking about is like unconscious or subconscious behavior. So it's like, then we dive into like, why do you do that? Like a lot of people do it because of it's a distraction mechanism or coping mechanism, but for what, what are they running away from? So we dig deeper so usually because then you know it's easy just pay 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 you don't have to deal with whatever's the issue right but the problem is that it's like it's causing you financial issue financial problems and then and then you're going over budget and that's a problem but if you have this set budget you know what three hundred dollars i'm gonna buy whatever i want amazon you stick to the budget then good that's probably okay but usually like if you have something that you're trying to use it as a coping mechanism it's always easy to just overspend the next thing you know i'm like oh my god what did i do so so i don't want to just put a band-aid and then so we have to dig deeper what is causing that so i kind of become a life coach too because then we actually end up talking about everything about their lives because money will affect everything in in your life yeah definitely i was gonna say like money affects marriage so much money affects your relationship with your children your family so i'm like money is the biggest thing yeah that's why it's so important you need to build a good relationship with money okay Mm -hmm. you you have to feel like you know you love money not like love money like money's priorities over everything you need to have this good feelings around money because just think about if you don't have this good feelings around money how can you attract that into your vibration or your energy because you're, if you're like, oh my God, I hate money, I'm afraid of money, money's never going to come to you. So it's always an energy feel. It's about like, let's explore that. What is all the and negative energy or like, what, what are you, why are you detracting money? So let's explore what's going on there. Yeah. It reminds me of the book, You're a Badass at Making Money. Oh yeah. You are a badass at money. And then she has a You are a badass book too. So it's very, <laughs> yeah. it's a very popular book. 
Yeah. I read that at the beginning of the year and it talks about like, you know, every, every day saying I love money. And it's not a matter of like, you're trying to be a multi-billionaire. It's having that relationship where you're okay with having it. Because I think a lot of people, especially, you know, if you haven't grown up with it, maybe you have this negative look where all only the rich kids do that. Or Mm -hmm. I'll look at that person with all the money, just spending on everything. So switching that narrative of what money really is to us, because it can be money to give to charity. It can be money to help for a cause that you really care about. And Mm -hmm. you can't do all those things without money. Exactly. And then there's nothing wrong with the more money you have, then the better it is because some people are so afraid to have money because they're like, they're so afraid that because they have a history, it just get lost and they never want to have it because then they have a history of that. So they're terrified. So we have to figure out where's, where is that coming from? Because then the more money you have, if you are a good person, then, you know, the more you want to give you're going to end up doing the charity. And if you have a lot of money, there's more to give out. So it's all positive all around. Yeah. That reminds me of another book, (laughs) The Seven (laughs) Spiritual Laws of Success. And in that book, they also say like, the more you give, the more you get. So being able to have that money to give is only going to return to you in in a way of abundance that you're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) I know. Sorry. I've been reading so many books this year. Oh yeah. It's it's, it's very, money is very spiritual. It's energetic. Everything's energetical. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So what would be, so I know we talked about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. What's the number one tip that somebody needs to start doing today to be able to break out of living paycheck to paycheck? So budget, <laughs> I can't emphasize enough budgeting, but you got to find if, if, if you have a special Excel, just start with something simple. Don't overload yourself. Like just have a pen and paper, really like pen and paper, write down everything you spend. Like, like even if you had just have a you know notepad, like, so you know how much you're going to. So for example, it's easy for people who are, um, you know, who have a regular paycheck to actually manage your money. Okay. Entrepreneurs is a little harder. Like, you know, like for example, for me, I know what is my cost of living is. So I try, I hustle the first week to make sure that I actually make that money. So luckily, fortunately, I usually, um, the first week, I already make enough money to be able to pay for the whole month. So the last three weeks is really just extra stuff. So for people who are employees, so then you know how much you're going to make. So then write down everything, all your recurring bills, just write it down or Excel, wherever, or pen and paper, whatever is easier. And then write it down. And then like you put aside how much is reasonable for food, how much is for this, so different category that works. And every single day or after every time you, you buy something, Starbucks, just write it down. But I think it's just easier with Excel because then you can see the pluses and minuses. And for everyone, um, I do have a budgeting course if they're struggling to know how to start in Excel. So it's, it's, it's very cheap. It's online. It's on my website, Pay Financial Coaching. So you can purchase that if you want to know my system. This is a system I use that I've been using for at least 10 years and what I teach my clients as well on how to start budgeting. So really, it's, it's about budgeting, paying attention, knowing where your money goes. I do this for a living, but I still need a budget because there's no way I can track all of this in my head. And that was the next question I was going to ask is you have something and you have something (laughs) to help somebody get that budget started. So if you're not, you know, sure where to start, definitely reach out to uh, tayfinancialcoaching.com and talk to Christine to figure out how to get that Excel sheet going and Google sheet. Really? That's what I use everything for. It's everything's in Mm -hmm. Google. I tell my husband, I was like, do you know how to use an Excel sheet on this? And he was like, uh, let me see. I was like, he's like, this is Google yeah. Sheets. And I'm like, well, yeah. they're all synonymous now. Because so. really, it's really simple. It's just pluses and minus. Everything that comes in and goes yeah. out. 
I mean, it's very, very simple, but that's not the complicated part. The complicated mm-hmm. part is the emotional piece because yeah. money is emotional and then the mindset and the behavior. So that's the part that I will have to work with my clients on. But, but it's a great start to just seeing where your money goes. And then like, then you can start making more conscious decisions. Actually, ask yourself, do I need to buy it? Like, why do I buy this? Like, just really go deeper and say, why I buy? Like, like you can see where your priorities and your values are based on where your money goes, where you're spending your money. Yeah. yeah. Then you can kind of see, okay, is this, is this kind of living the intentional life I want to live in and where my money goes? So if you, I spend the way I spent for the next 10 years, is this how I want to spend my money or where I want my money to go? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Let's say we're, we're moving out of the paycheck to paycheck now. And so you mentioned like you want people to be able to move from there to start investing. So where are some places that, you know, you're no longer living to paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a couple like thousand dollars, a thousand, two thousand, less than that. I don't know. Saved. Where do they start looking at the investment side of it now? Yeah. So I don't give investment advice, but I do teach my clients how investment works. So I, I always recommend my client to get started on Robo Advisor. So it's called Better Men or Wealthfront. You can either, um, Wealthfront, I think has a larger minimum fee. So I normally allow my clients who start getting started, they sign up for Betterment. I usually just ask my clients to transfer $100, get it invested. Once it's invested, then we go over the ETF that the robo-advisor buys into, how they structure their portfolio, what is designed. Because then allow financial advisors is going to be the same concept about how to diversify work. Because end of the day, you have to know where your money goes. You have to diversify it, you know, like within the stocks and bonds and then look at the different ETF where it's being invested in. So then I teach them how to like research it morning Morningstar. What companies are you really buying into? Why is it, um, you know, why you have to buy into bonds, into stocks? What are all those is this stocks, the international and domestic? So, so I make sure that they understand that. I'm actually building an investment course just to teach about investment. That's going to be part of my financial literacy course. Then we go over that and then once they understand that they're like oh wow so then they, they have the choice they can either keep it with robo advisor it's really cheap better man welfare they they charge 0.25 percent fee so that's like 25 dollars for every ten thousand dollars per year so so it's not really um you deciding to manage your own finances has nothing to do with the fees it's irrelevant it's really more about your choice like do you want to take it to the next level? Because if you buy the ETF yourself, then it's kind of like pushes you and forces you to do more active investing for you to actually take it to the next level. And how you, um, you know, like, where do you want your money to go? You can design it better. So I'm so, I've been self-managed for a long time. But but if you don't have the time, you like the efficiency and then, you know, whatever betterment offered it, for sure, I didn't just do that. You just try for like 10000 or like 1000 a month. You can make automatic deposit and stuff. And it will just diversify for you don't even have to think about it so it is worth the the 0.25 percent fee because that is super cheap because financial advisor they always charge you at least one percent so for me my personal opinion about that is that i think it's worth money to learn how to do the investments yourself versus to have someone do it for you my philosophy also as a coach is I will teach you how to fish versus mm-hmm. I will fish for you. I will give you the tools, the knowledge, so you know how to do this yourself. So you have the knowledge, like the tax planning piece, how the tax work, how does investment work, how does budgeting work. So you can actually make your own decision. Like any new, new financial situation comes up, you can make the decision how to do things yourself. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that there is those systems out there and people probably don't know about them at all. So I love that those are there and those different things um, to be able to start little investments. Do some of these, I know you're not giving financial advice or investment advice. Investment advice, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no one should be. I want to emphasize to everyone, like as an investment advisor, they have to be registered with the state they're in. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's illegal for investment register investment advisor to give investment advice anywhere in public that's why the registered one they always have a disclaimer there Mm -hmm. that's why i always tell my clients be very careful all the investment advice you receive online i can't do it it's illegal if someone report me that's illegal like it's illegal to do that you have to be a registered and registered investment advisor do not give investment advice in public you have to be at the in the contract and it's just going to be private between that person they don't randomly just give investment advice yeah, definitely. So no investment advice. Well, they have to um, be careful. The YouTube videos, yeah. social media. They, I mean, yeah, like they have to be careful. Yeah. A perfect example is that one of my coworkers, he gave uh, investment advice to his uh, like cousins, like, oh, you should buy this stock and then the stock tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, then they yeah. were pissed at him, right? So mm-hmm. that is that is the entire reason of that. And then I always tell my, for my clients, when they ask me something, a similar question, I tell them, I will not tell you what to do. We'll go over a different option. Option A, option B, if you sell, if you buy this, mm-hmm. what is the financial tax consequence? Option B, buy, sell, what is the financial tax consequence? Make sure they understand that. And then they're making the decision at the end of the day. Yeah, and there's the tax consequence for all the different kind of investments. I know a lot of people, you know, are jumping into crypto, NFTs, all I these different do things. Those, I don't <laughs> do those kind of investments. I might okay. Oh. Uh, a lot of financial advisors like they have this motto, like you know, um, the good investments are boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that catches the high, like all those like crypto. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, like it's high risk but maybe high reward, but can be very, you can go down the drain too. So, so the, I like prefer slow and steady instead, but it's really like, when I say boring investment, really, you can build like a four ETF portfolio. And then like, all you do just keep put more, more money, more money there over time. And that's it. It's really just, just being in the market and then having the time in the market that actually matters. Like I don't buy crypto. I don't care about the crypto. I, I like the slow and steady growth and you know, my network's doing really well. And then just keep being in the market and you just knowing your finances, you always have to be on positive cash flow because if you're not on positive cash flow, you don't have money to build the wealth. So, mm-hmm. so get that first. That is the foundation, positive cash flow. The next step, where are you going to put your money to build your wealth? So, so budgeting, Passive cash flow. Don't live paycheck to paycheck. You, I, you know, I mean, if you're able to get the four digit of passive cash flow every single month, you're able to save at least a thousand. That's really good. So now, and, and then you want to have three months or six months worth of cost of living. How will you know how much cost of living you need? So then that's where the budget comes into. Then you kind of see the average of like three months. How much do you guys typically spend per month? Right. So if you spend 5,000 a month, let's say uh, average within the last three months, because then month by month is always going to change depending on your life. So if you spend about 5,000, so times three, that's 15,000, or you want six months worth of cost of living, it's $30,000. So it depends on your comfort level. Mm -hmm. So how do you determine how much money you need in your cost of living? So I always ask my clients, let's say if you got fired or you quit your job, Mm -hmm. how long will it take you to have another income producing source? So that cost of living is just meant for you to live your life, to pay mm-hmm. for your cost of living, to you have another income producing source. Yeah. Because there's no need, like 
people don't become rich by having a lot of money in their savings account. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. become rich and wealthy by investing. Mm-hmm. Make your money work for you. That's why do not have too much money in your cash account. You know, the, the only purpose of that is that, you know, while you're in your income producing years, it's to actually build your wealth. So once you have the three months or six months worth of cost of living, then the next thing is to build your wealth. So how are you going to build your wealth? So it is through the investment. And it's always slow and steady growth. You just keep yourself invested as a better man, robot advisor, and then just keep on putting more and more money there. And then when you retire, and that's a that's a different topic of conversation there, then then that's the time where in like you you can't have too much risk and you might want to have more in your uh, cash account. So like for me, how I'm planning my retirement plan is that if I'm going to retire soon, let's say in two years, then I'll start building up my cash account into maybe three years worth of cost of living. Mm-hmm. So because I won't have any more income producing stuff, then then what happened is that, you know, I I need enough so it will ride the market if it goes down. I have three years, so I'm not going to freak out and sell. Because the worst you can do is you're selling when the market is down. Mm-hmm. Because then you lost the money, then you lost the share to be able to have the opportunity to be able to build that back up again. So three years, and then after that, I'm just going to keep replenishing it from my investment account to my cash account so I can always have the three years for a cost of living when the market is getting better. Yeah. Awesome. No, that was so much good information. I love how you're like boring investments, stick with them. And you know, that makes it when you're in the down market, like you just said, you have those investments that you know will steadily keep going. Either they'll just hold where they're at and different things yeah. like that. Yeah. For like robo advisor and the wealth front, is there a minimum somebody needs to start investing in those places? Yep. Yep. Um, just to get started, I mean, like just to get their feet wet. And that's how I start my investment education for my clients. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them to decide if they want to take it to the next level or not. And usually once I show that to them, it starts to make sense to them. Then they're going to want to, um, then sometimes some of them like, yeah, you know what? I don't have the time. I'm going to continue with this. And mm-hmm. some of them decide, you know what? Okay. I do. Um, I do want to in- invest on my own. So then they can open their own brokerage account and do it themselves. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So tons of information, budgeting, create that positive cash flow, you know, save for at least three months if you're not going into retirement and then, you know, start making that money work for you so that you're building wealth, not just sitting on cash because that doesn't do anything for us. So we exactly, yeah. our money work for us. Yeah. Okay. So when does somebody um, start working with financial coach? <laughs> when they're not confident of money. But they're not confident about money in any way that they always have a question. They, they can always find value with working with me. Like I will throw a work together, the package that they uh, buy, they will become confident after all those package sessions because they're going to be asking me, you know, I always encourage um, you can ask anything you want because this is the environment to feel safe to ask any que- financial questions you have. And because most of my clients, they, they don't have a lot of people to talk about money with. Because like it's it's kind of a taboo topic, you know, for a lot of people. For me, on the other hand, I tend to attract people who who love to talk about money because you know that's my energy field. I, I the law of attraction. So my my friends usually are the ones who are already good with money. So, but these clients because then they're still working on the energy field, so they have a lot of people who just they just don't talk about money. It's just a taboo topic with their family. They don't talk about that. Their friends they don't talk about that. So so then yeah. So then first then there you go they don't have anyone to talk to so this is an environment so so if they 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 won't be confident they don't have anyone to confide in so so it's about like 
and anytime you just need to be confident, you have questions about taxes, investments, budgeting, whatever, like they can always find value with me until they get to the point you're like, oh, I got this. I understand this. I can handle this on my own. Then yeah, I can always help them with anything that they have in mind, anything regarding personal finance. Awesome. And then how can people reach out to you, Christine? Yeah, so my website, like tfinancialcoaching.com. So T-E-H is my last name. People think, oh, is that supposed to be does? I know that's my last name, Christine <laughs> Tay. So tfinancialcoaching.com, you can find in, in almost all the tabs there, there is actually um, a button there for complimentary chat. So just book the complimentary chat. It's only 15 minutes and then it, it's short, but then I'm very efficient with that. Like they have, there's an intake form you have to fill out and I'm very transparent. All my rates and packages are online. So you don't have to waste your time i don't waste my time if this is not the right fit for you so they already at least read that and once we chat then you know i usually just ask them what do you need and then we kind of have a conversation and then and yeah then they decide if they want to work with me and then sometimes they sign up right there and sometimes they need some time to to think about it yeah awesome and we'll make sure that website is in the show notes for you as well so if you are in a place where you're not confident with your money you're not really sure how to get out of that paycheck to paycheck reach out to Christine Tay at payfinancialcoaching.com so she can help you on that next step. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Christine, today. I'm excited for our listeners to listen. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out. I had a good time, so I appreciate this interview. All right. Awesome. Thank you for joining us this week on the Virtual U.S. Financial Advisor Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. We'd love rating on iTunes or better yet, tell a friend about the show, which will help us grow as well. If you want to learn from any of our financial advisors, head over to our website, virtualusfinancialadvisor.com to learn more about each financial advisor and connect with them personally. Be sure to tune in next week to get more advice from the expert financial advisors. See you on the next episode.